Guess what, bitch? <laughs> Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. That's Carol at Big Cat Rescue. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Carol at Big Cat Rescue. Carol Maskin. Cats and kittens. Carol Maskin. Cats and kittens. Cool, 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 cool. Cats and kittens. Cool, 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 cool. Cats and kittens. First of all, let me say. We hope you are all safe and healthy, and it's good to be back with you again so soon. The world is definitely ending. We've recorded two episodes in two weeks. Three, two, one. And here we go, 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 go. Oh, here, kitty, kitty. Mama's got some treats for you. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Not Another Nerdy Podcast, a very special episode. It's episode number 77, all about the Tiger King. My name is Tom Van Zandt, I am your host, and with me are my magical and my mental co-host, the official lawyer slash hunter of the apocalypse and not nation, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Christopher Todd. Well, hello, all you cool cats and kittens. Cats and kittens? <laughs> uh, you got a meat grinder over there, do you? Big vat of sardine oil. <laughs> and we have a very special guest. We are without D-Rock, and we are without the man who brings the money this evening, because neither one of them either had interest or bothered to watch the subject matter. Nah, no thanks. But we have a special correspondent from Connecticut, USA, Earth, Milky Way, the official law enforcement of Not Nation. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Sean O'Brien. OB, how are you? I brought my little golden nuggets. (laughs) Golden nuggets just showing everybody. You're going to show your golden nuggets off? I'm just going to show them off to everybody. <laughs> well, Not Nation's ready for that, I think. Excellent. In fact, in fact, if, if they've watched Tiger King on Netflix, they should be ready for anything at this point, because Jesus Christ. Who is Joe Exotic? What is Joe Exotic? And at first, I thought, this is one insane son of a bitch. You see him on TV, and you're like, he can't be this crazy. He can't be this wild. And he definitely is. My first impression was, oh my God, is this real? Joe Exotic is a force of nature. Awesome, loving, too nice of a guy. There's nothing I wouldn't do for that man. What is this really about? All right, let, let me just say that I saw it the day it came out. Like, I saw the preview. Yes. And I was like, eh, yeah, whatever, you know. Seems kind of like another Netflix thing. And, and then I heard someone talking about it. And I was like, all right, let me check it out. I was at work. And it's nothing going on lately because of the quarantine. So uh, I watched like a half hour. Then I got busy. I stopped. And then I'm like, let me start that again. And the next thing I knew, it was like five episodes in. (laughs) And it was like a, uh, 
It's like watching a tractor trailer get stuck on train tracks and then a train hitting it and then a, a train carrying nitroglycerin coming the other direction hits it. <laughs> and then the news copter covering the collision scene uh, crashes into power lines and crashes in there. <laughs> and then Godzilla shows up. Listen, uh, I'm not going to wear a suit and I'm gay. And uh, that's uh I can't remember the rest of the quote, but it's amazing. I couldn't I couldn't believe how much it just leveled up on itself every time. It almost seemed scripted. It was and the best part was it totally was not scripted. So Don Nation, if you don't know what we're talking about, Netflix dropped this past week a show called Tiger King. What what's what is it? Murder uh, Murder, Mayhem and Madness. Murder, Mayhem and Madness. And you're thinking to yourself, Well, that seems a little Hyped up, doesn't it? Murder, mayhem, and madness. I mean, how chaotic can it get? Tigers. And, you know, you think, well, it's got to be about tigers, right? The tigers are going to steal this show. Oh, no. Oh, no. There's such a cast of characters in this show. The tigers, it's kind of like The Walking Dead. The the zombies don't even really matter. It's like the tigers are just there in the background. And the main focus of this show are these train wrecks of people that are involved. Chris, what was your first impression of Tiger King? Okay, so this thing comes out on Netflix. With the quarantine, I was just kind of bored, didn't have any series to watch. I see new series, Tiger King. I said, what's this about? I look at the description. That could be interesting. You get about five minutes into it, and it's just such a clusterfuck of train wrecks and and idiotic people and just the worst human beings on the planet. And it's just, you can't turn away. The only thing it needed that it should have had. And I can't remember who was the guy who passed away, who did all the infomercials with the beard, Billy, something or other, you know who I'm talking about? The oxy clean guy. Yeah. 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 Billy Mays. Billy Mays. Hey, Billy Mays here. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. About every five minutes. They should have just cut to that scene from Billy Mays going, but wait, there's more. Exactly. Exactly. Like, they just upgraded it every time. It was like, just when you thought this couldn't get any more insane, why don't we throw in, you know, another big fat guy with a lemur on a jet ski? That's just, (laughs) let's just keep this party rolling. And and it just. But then the eulogy. I'm oh my ahead. god! I'm yeah, you're getting ahead of yourself. You need to slow your roll. So, first of all, if you haven't seen this yet and you intend to, I will warn you: we're going to just go full spoilers because it's just how do you not discuss every aspect of this masterpiece, this monstrous masterpiece? So, I watched the first episode and I'm like, yeah, it's obnoxious, and this guy's mildly entertaining. Second episode, they really started to get into the characters and I got a little more hooked. And then the third episode, that's the one. That's the one that I got me hook, line, and sinker. The saga of Carol Baskin and her poor husband. That is the one that got me all in, baby. So let's think. So I would say if you don't, like if you've tried it and you haven't gotten to the third episode yet and you're not too sure about it, give it till the third episode. If the third episode doesn't convince you that this show's worth watching all the way through, then nothing will. Because it, it's a love-hate relationship with this show. You either love it for all of its awfulness or you think it's 
the worst thing ever, and you don't want to waste your time. There's no in between. It's one way or the other. No. Yeah. Uh, so what's your ahead, what's, what's your poll? Now, now, Tom, I think one thing we should do for the listeners is just get this out of the way. We will not be talking about coronavirus. Yeah. Or COVID. Yeah, I will. The, say, the only thing I'm going to say is I. Yeah, I'm going to say we covered all that in our last week's episode 76, and. All I'm going to say on that is we hope everyone's doing well. We hope you're staying safe and taking the necessary precautions to avoid getting sick. And that's all we're going to discuss about the COVID-19 crisis for the remainder of this episode. But I will say one thing, and my last thing I'm going to talk about that, is you know what caused coronavirus? Carol fucking Baskin. (laughs) Carol Baskin. Guess what, motherfucker? If you see her, I want you to shoot her in the head. That's basically what he says all the time. All the time. But he's not guilty of anything. Oh, my yeah. God. The greatest. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the official uh, legal opinion later in yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. with episode one. I, I, first of all, can I say how cool it is that I am podcasting with a cop and a lawyer? I mean, this is like, this is pretty awesome. All you need is some an animal expert in here. And I'm all in. I've got like all the experts I need for this sh- to cover this show. Yeah. Well, I own cats, so does that make me sort of an expert? The DVD of the movie? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I own physical animal cats. Like big cats? Well, I I mean they're I think they're big compared to average sized cats, yeah. I would say they're big cats. Uh do they meow? They growl. <laughs> Have they ever and that's, have cats ever ripped a woman's arm off? <laughs> no, listen, they, uh, they haven't done that. I, I don't. Again, I don't think we're going to assign binary terms at this point. So let's uh, let's go back to that. You know, it's yeah. ooh, that's Sa- good old even Saf. when the nine one one call, they referred to her as a he. Yeah. So good old Saf. I took the online BuzzFeed quiz. And I am Saf. Which character in Tiger King you are, yeah? Yep. <laughs> and you're Saf. I could see that. I could, too. You have the same haircut. That makes sense. Yeah, so uh, episode one, I think, just they just kind of lay down the base of this is... Happening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this, like, is this is going... In ca- this hey, is America. Exotic. America, in case you didn't know, this is happening... In the United States of America, there's actually people keeping tigers captive for their own personal zoos. Yeah, it's and, like and um, cub here's, petting. Here's cub Joe Exotic. I didn't know cub Here petting was Here is Carol. And by the way, here's Doc Antle, which. <laughs> what is this? How does this guy have money? Like. I don't know, but he's like my favorite Bhagavan. Bhagavan Antle. Well, which. But, but, yeah, Doc is a whole... We have to talk about Doc at some point. Actually, we should probably figure out where we're going to start this. Well, you got to start with... Of course, you got to start with Joe Exotic. I mean, you got to start with the Tiger King himself, don't you? I think you cover some periphery characters, mm-hmm. but then you go into Joe. Okay, fair enough. So, Doc. Doc? Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, uh... Doc is the white Bikram Chowdhury, is what he is. He's basically a cult leader and a date rapist. Oh, the views of Christopher Todd do not necessarily reflect the views of Not Another Nerdy Podcast or Not Nation. Thank you. 
He reminds me of Stephen Martin or Steve Martin's character in Baby Mama, where he's just uh, into the the flow and the nature of things. Great, great movie, great character. He, well, I mean, he's Doc, a freak. Doc is kind of actually, if you think about it, it's kind of where this all starts because Joe idolizes him, and that's where he he sends all his minions off to learn how to have a tiger farm or a tiger zoo from Doc. Which I think is funny because Doc has all these, frankly, stunning blondes working for him. Oh, yeah. Just like that's. Work for free and change their names when they go to work for him. He basically has a bunch of of former strippers working for him. That's not fair. They may be current as well. (laughs) Yeah, there's a good chance of that. But he's got this little cult of tiger worshiping blonde women who work for him. Who all pretty much apparently have to say they're married to him and sleep with him in order to continue working there for free, which I'm mildly impressed. He's but he's running a t- tiger petting sex cult. <laughs> That's what he's got going on. And the best part is, I don't know why the filmmakers, they just couldn't get enough of him. There came a point where he was basically irrelevant to the story. They just kept bringing him back in. Well, yeah, because he's interesting. <laughs> I got to be honest, I was a little envious of his life i mean it could be argued that he's the real tiger king couldn't it well i mean who is the tiger king really Mm. you know that's really the story obviously joe refers to himself as the tiger king but i think that's ambivalent well it's not carol because she's the mother Teresa of cats yeah they didn't mother Teresa. um kind of use these poor people as uh, exploit them, whatnot. So that's kind of like a backhanded compliment. <laughs> well, no, that was what her husband said when they were looking at all the, the tombstones of all the cats that died. And she's going through all of them and says, she's looking at them and like, oh, I remember this cat. And he <laughs> liked this and that. And her, and her husband, you know, the living one. Howard. Howard. <laughs> oh, what a poor schmuck that guy is. Hashtag Howard is next. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah no. Um, I think just episode one, and we talked about this off air, and uh, let me just bring it up, if you don't mind. Who do you think is the most sane person of this whole menagerie of characters? Not counting the interviewer and cameraman? <laughs> in- interview and cameraman are out. But okay. everybody else who was speaking on screen that wasn't play. a red shirt, if you will, who do you think was the most normal? Are we counting Larry Rhodes, the sheriff of Gavin County, Oklahoma? I won't count him because okay. he's kind of normal. Right. He's the law enforcement. But the other, the detective, I will count the retired detective because yeah. of his the stuff on his walls. Yeah, he was a little off. But I want your opinions on who you think was the most normal. Go ahead, Chris. Hmm. Joshua Dial, his campaign manager. That's a good. That's good. He's the the only person in that whole show, aside from the the one who worked for Doc Andel at the beginning, who kind of gave you the inside of it. Yeah. Didn't really count because she just sort of told you what was going on and she got out of the cult. But. Dial, the campaign manager, he was the only person at the end of this that I genuinely felt sorry for that he had to deal with these people. Because he seemed like he was just a normal young guy who wanted to be involved in politics or campaigns, or he thought he was getting in, he had, well, 
He had no idea what he was getting into. And they just chewed that poor son of a bitch up and spit him out. I would agree, Dial. You know, he's a fellow libertarian, so got to give him props for that to begin with. Secondly. So, <laughs> that line was one of my favorites. Yeah. He doesn't even know what a libertarian he doesn't even is. Know what a, Joe doesn't even know what a libertarian is, but he's running as a libertarian. <laughs> uh, he's like, yeah, I'm a libertarian, so fuck the feds, but <laughs> right. I will... Uh, put a, a pause on my beliefs so I can get out of a jam. That's right. So I don't have to go to jail. Yeah. yeah. So how libertarian are you? Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go out, I'm going to go for an outlier here. I think Mario uh, Tabaro, the drug kingpin. Yeah. yeah. I really think he's the most normal of them because, well, this is a guy who one took a, uh, a buzzsaw to an informant's neck. But honestly, that was just to part him out so they could get rid of him. But I mean, other he was, than that. No, he was, they're saying he was the basis for the, the movie Scarface at one point. Yeah, but put it this way they had this whole cast of characters, and they have this person, and they don't really talk about him that much unless the first episode. So obviously, he wasn't that interesting. You know? Out of everybody. The guy who was the basis of Tony Montana wasn't the most interesting character in this show. <laughs> what does that tell you? Doesn't that tell you all you need to know about this? Oh, it absolutely yeah. does. Like, that's, I think he's the most normal. Like, he's just, yeah, I'm rich and I have tigers, but this isn't my, my whole life. <laughs> and he knows all these tiger guys, but I'm sure, you know, he knows car guys and airplane guys and all this other stuff, so... Um, he's just the most normal guy. That's 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 my vote. All right. And the other question I think I had posed. Oh, by the um, way, as far as dial goes, I mean, if I'm going to run for office and I'm looking for a campaign manager, I'm definitely going to hire the guy that's working at Walmart. There's no doubt. That guy, he should definitely be running my campaign. Joe made the right choice there. In all fairness, he probably he did sell him a lot of ammunition. That's so. true. That's true. At Walmart, yep. There was a familiar type of relationship, right? Well, I well, mean, Joe got with his head tiger trainer off Craigslist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Make this up. You can. This could not. Nobody could come up with this as a work of fiction. That's how true it has to be. Right. Well, I mean, so the first episode, we, we meet Joe and Carol and Mario and Doc. And then the second episode, uh, I don't even know. Like, we talk about the husbands that, at that point. The husbands who basically uh, are straight dudes who love meth <laughs> and, tig- and tigers. Right. They want to pet a tiger so much, they're willing to suck dick to do it. It's a cock! So... Let me ask you two a question. How many episodes or how many minutes in did you get before you said to yourself, John Finley ever going to put a shirt on? Oh, God. Why he was shirtless for every single interview. It was just freaking hilarious. Shirtless, shirtless, shirtless and, and toothless. The whole thing. Shirtless and toothless, John Finley. Well, no, he wasn't toothless. His, his uh, teeth were practicing social distancing. He was he was teethless. <laughs> His teeth were just social distancing. <laughs> I 
Well, I listened to an interview he did with Spade, and uh, he said that the documentary guys uh, requested to keep his shirt off all the time, basically because that was the better character. Right. So yeah, I he, believe that. He looked crazier that way, absolutely. So I resisted Googling ahead to figure out what's happening. That was smart. You know, there's a lot of shows that where, like, I know stuff, like, you know, Mindhunter, great show, talk about serial killers. But with my job, my two jobs, I kind of, like, know a lot of that stuff. So I'm like, oh, yeah, this happens or that happens. This I had no idea. So, Isn't it amazing that we've not heard about all this before? Well, at what point did you realize they weren't doing any post-event interviews with Travis? I actually realized it fairly early on. So I thought one of two things, Travis didn't survive or Travis wasn't willing to play along and be a part of this. I think if he signed off on a, on a, and I would refer to the official lawyer of not nation, but I think if he signed off on a contract for, yeah. What do you say? Official lawyer. Yep. Say that one more time. You were breaking up. You know, if he signed the contract to appear in the show, would he also not have to do the interviews as well? Well, it all depends on how it's written. But the question I have is, I wasn't sure exactly. I, I got a little lost in the specific years that all this happened. Because they say they filmed this over five years. So I wasn't sure exactly when Travis died. Probably so around he died 2018. Well, he probably signed over likeness rights so they could use any sort of any film or footage that they had, but he likely died long before they could ever film any interviews with him. Cause I'm sure they filmed all that after they were done filming. That was the last thing they did was sit down and film the interviews with all the different individuals. So he was probably long gone. Yeah. Speaking of uh, drafting of uh, contracts, I think one of the most shocking moments is the revelation of Don and his contract of saying he's disappearing. Kiss, I disappear. Oh, uh, here's all my money. <laughs> yeah. Carol Baskin's first husband. <laughs> you, you don't Second have to, husband. to realize that that was one of the most messed up things in this whole thing. That the guy, right before he disappears, supposedly drafted a will that said, in the event of my death or disappearance, when that is never put in a legal document. <laughs> I mean, Carol might as well have just admitted that she killed him. I consider that bitch to be one of the biggest terrorists in the exotic animal world. Yeah, that's. I wanted to get your opinion on that. Or when, that she, is, or when she dropped the thing about rubbing sardine oil all, all over. I mean, I guess that would. I yeah. guess that's what you have to do to chop the body parts. That might in, that might incriminate you a little bit. And her brother was worked for the sheriff's department yeah yeah she 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 fucking killed that guy <laughs> and got oh. away with it yeah the i loved how the, the debate was is he in the sewer is he buried under the basement did he did she feed him to tigers i'm totally going with the feeding him to tigers well yeah that seems how else would you know that you have to rub sardine oil on a body to get tigers to eat it right which means yeah. she's probably killed other people too <laughs> Carol Baskin. Carol, 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 Carol. Howard. Howard. How long? Howard Baskin. Anyone who spends an hour with Carol would come away knowing 
that there was no way she had any involvement in Don's disappearance. You skinny little pussy what papa's turd. And that the vicious rumors that were spread by his family are absolute nonsense stuff about meat grinders and, and septic tanks. You don't have to excuse the reflex here. I am going blind looking at Carol's ugly ass. Okay. Carol Baskin. And if you want to know something about people eating, ask Carol Baskin. Ask Carol Baskin. Ask Carol fucking Baskin. Yeah. She's that crazy hippie chick, man. She she would have been like hanging out with Manson had she known him. Like that's who she's like squiggy from. That's who she <laughs> she had that wide eyed, bug eyed, crazy eyed look. Uh, she's not squiggy, she's Manson. Yeah, she, she is she is Manson. If you, if you have to fight uh cat lady, she is the final boss. <laughs> hey all you cool cats and kittens, it's Carol at Big Cat Rescue. I mean, this sort of goes back to something we said earlier, but could you imagine that they made a seven part documentary where the lead character is a gay gun toting polygamist tiger zoo narcissist who ran for governor and president and president very well hired someone to kill his rival. And he's the probably the most sympathetic person of the bunch. Yeah, that was a pretty weak case, I want to say, as far as uh, the, how they stuck him with that. But that gave him the PC to search the rest of the farm. And that was pretty, pretty messed up. Yeah, they got him on the animal abuse more than they did on the attempted murder, on the conspiracy to, you know, have Carol killed, I think. Because let's not even talk about. Jeff Lowe oh, at this point. He, he's a character that needs to go down. Him and Carol, I, if anybody left standing needs to go down, those are the two that need to get their comeuppance. I need a sequel documentary where they get what's coming to them. That's what I'm looking for. Well, I th- don't think we're done with Carol yet because there's plenty to dig deep on her. <laughs> I think is. Carol's done when she sees how she was portrayed in this. Oh, her and her and Doc Antle already wrote statements. There's an article in the New York Post. Oh boy, they wrote statements complaining about how they were portrayed. <laughs> and frankly, it's just—I almost want to just say to him, "It's like you're just looking in the mirror, there, honey." Right? How'd you it, think you were going to be portrayed? That's who you are. Well, the story for how she met her first husband is was just like the most insane thing I've ever heard. So she was a hooker, right? We can agree on that. That's what yeah. I'm getting from it. All right, you know, it's fine. You know, it's the oldest, world's oldest profession, right? And he pulls up to her, and she was apparently crying or something alongside the road, and he offered her a ride, which she declined, and then he drives away, turns back with a gun on the seat, (laughs) and says, you could point this at me the entire way to wherever you want to (laughs) go, and they end up in a hotel having sex. Yep, sounds about right. That That's how most of my dates used to go. I feel Actually. like that's an analogy for the whole show. <laughs> like, I feel like <laughs> the Tiger King murder mayhem madness pulled up next to me and was like, you want to get in? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. And then they were like, well, you can hold this gun to me if you don't like it. And I'm like, I guess, okay. And I get in and by the end, by the end of the seventh episode, I'm, I'm banging it. 
Oh. <laughs> you're you're coming all over. Yeah, that's about right. Oh shit. <laughs> I mean, and her damn flowered headbands, which I don't know why they irritated me so much. What irritated me was her bike riding, her little wicked witch bike ride. Yeah, this I'm is like, where you can play I, Wicked Witch of the East. That's right. Uh, I'll get you yeah. and your little dog, too. I, I mean, I just I was wishing a, a stick would pop up and get caught in the spokes and she'd endo right over those fucking handlebars right on her face. Hey, cool cats and kittens. <laughs> Listen, if I, if I had known, again, I didn't know any of this, but if I had known that his Thanksgiving community dinner the money raised for that would have gone to a contract to have her killed. I would have showed up and brought friends. Okay. <laughs> it would have been like a $10 entry free. I would have been um, given a 20. He'd be like, Oh, I owe you a 10. I'd be like, I'm all set, Joe. Do Kill you, that bitch. Use it for whatever you need. Do what must be done. Oh my God. She sucked. You know, what's amazing is that she had the big cat rescue, right? She was supposed to be the noble one out of the three. And she was the true villain of the whole fucking thing. Yeah, I mean. She abused her wealth. She ab- she, His poor family, the, the other husband who, who disappeared, his family, she, she basically held the, guy, the dead guy's wealth over their heads and, I mean, manipulated them. I mean, she was just a terrible human being. Terrible. Yeah, no, she's she's the worst. The and worst. She's the tigers just as bad as everybody else did. Mm-hmm. I mean, there oh, are losers in this thing. Is the freaking cats right? Well, that's the, the last five minutes. They could have played the Sarah McLaughlin music over it, like the ASPCA commercial. <laughs> in the arms of an angel. And then, well, they show that quick little interview snippet with uh, Joe, and he's talking about. Even he realizes he lost his true vision. It's sad, you know, because... Oh, he went fucking crazy. Carol drove him nuts. If there was ever proof that one human being can drive another human being insane, this show is it. You basically watched him descend into madness because of this woman. So it's a special level of hate, really. I mean, the fact that he kept filming all these YouTube... Was it YouTube episodes? No, it was Joe TV, baby. Who do you think got more views, Joe TV or us? Uh, Joe TV, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, I think Joe TV had a bigger following than than we do. I don't know that. Remember the the documentary, the Kirkin, the guy who was who was filming the reality show. Who I guess you could kind of feel sorry for him. No, because he really got the short end of the stick. No, he burned down that fucking alligator enclosure. No, he did not. Joe did. Oh, Joe did that. You think? Oh, oh, that's Joe. Yeah, that's that's Joe. I don't that's, know. Well, if he gives that, if he sells that footage to Carol, Joe's done. So he's worth. I mean, he's he has those alligators insured. He has that building insured. There's nothing but positive things for him. Whereas the guy wearing the hat, uh, you know, the guy who looked like um, uh, Rorschach, there, he was hurting from that. I don't know how they got that footage in the lawyer's office where the lawyer basically said, well, you know what you got to do, Joe. Yeah. Uh, who recorded that? That's true. Actually. I, you know, what? Like, now that you say that the lawyer did basically tell him he should fucking destroy all the evidence himself. Yeah. Just for 
the evidence. It was, like I said, Joe might be the most sympathetic person in this thing. He's not the smartest. He's not the smartest. He's still a horrible human being. And a moron. He's not innocent. No, 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 not at all. But does he deserve 22 years? Because let's jump ahead. He he's that's what he was convicted. Twenty two years. He'll do. He'll do ten. Yeah. This is the thing I need. I because when I saw it, because if you saw, he's applying to President Trump for a pardon, <laughs> and, and he'll pardon him. He probably, probably will. will. He's done crazier shit than that. <laughs> but was he was he tried in federal court or state court in Oklahoma? I'm pretty sure it was federal. It must have been federal because it was federal because he went over he went over the interstate uh, into Florida. Right, gave it federal, and that was a a uh, U.S. state attorney. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, oh yeah. Miss Miss Personality. Miss Personality. That fucking attorney. Jesus Christ. Oh, she could get it. She could get it as long as she kept her mouth shut. Monotone. Oh, power sexy. I'm sorry. Yeah, if you say so. Yeah, but uh, I mean the Travis thing. Oh, um, what was his name? Uh, the other husband, John uh, Travis. Uh, no, Travis? The, uh, oh Dylan, the one after Travis. Oh, no, not Dylan. Not Dylan. John. John. Yeah. Like oh, by the way, yeah, John. He got the secretary pregnant, and he's not really gay. How was that not caught on film? Like where? <laughs> where was? There's no flirtations caught in film, no nothing. Nope. Oh my god, it's just meth I must mean, be a really great drug <laughs> if it convinces you to get into a thruple with Joe Exotic when you're not gay. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I don't know. Twenty tigers is twenty tigers. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that was the the weight of the meth that he smoked during their relationship, and but then all of a sudden he's like, I like pink camo. Like, oh dear god! You know it was crazy. Like Joe's buying him all these guns and all these. He said he bought him like three or four trucks. How about he buys you a new grill? How about a new set of teeth? That's what I would have asked him for. Jesus Christ, well, dude! Just smoked them out of his head, anyways. Take some pride in your appearance. Good lord. Okay. Here's a question for you, mm. because this is the one I'm wrestling with. Do you think that Travis accidentally shot himself or committed suicide? I think he accidentally shot himself. Ac- accidental. I, yeah, given the situation, and he did it in front of Dial, and he was having a conversation with Dial, I think he just was so high, he didn't even realize the gun was loaded. Yeah. Which, he's also an idiot, because... You, almost, you never point a gun at your head, ever. It's not that, but, he said, <laughs> but he's pointing the gun at Dial, and Dial says, I told you not to do that, which means that that had happened more than once. Yeah, he said, well, Dial said it happened said, all the time. Travis was, like, obsessed with pointing guns. And, said, and he said, well, there's no clip in it, so it's not loaded. And anybody knows anything about guns at that point went, holy shit. Yeah. yeah. You knew where that was going. You could just see the handwriting on the walls, and you're kind of wondering, did he know there was a bullet in the chamber or not? I don't think he was too far from doing that on his own anyways. Well, now you can just see the brains on the wall instead. Well, the, the, the security footage, that was the one part that was actually almost heartbreaking, was the look on Dial's face when he realized what he just saw. Right. Well, you can tell the interview that happened with Dial before that and the interviews after that. 
because he had like hair longer and beard grown out and he was just like uh you know uh, it's just great like this is just exactly what america needed right now the funny thing is that dude's in therapy and his therapist watched this and called him in and went, I'm sorry. I didn't think I thought you were exaggerating. <laughs> Here's your money back. Right. I, just I don't think bad. any amount of therapy will ever correct this for you. Oh, I mean, I feel like there's something we're not, there's a big thing we're not hitting. Like uh, Carol killed her husband and mm-hmm. uh, Doc Antle. Uh, oh, we haven't even got to Jeff yet. Uh, I mean, Jeff. Yeah, like Jeff, like in Lauren, like this guy is just, does he have, I feel like he's conned his way up. Like he's that guy on the internet years ago that traded a paperclip for a pen and a pen for a notepad and then eventually got a house out of it. Yeah. Before we get into that, and this is just a little side note, because you can't avoid reading about this documentary on the internet right now. Do you know what Doc Annell is actually the most famous for? He was like an animal guy for all the movies, right? Yeah, but do you recall? I can't even remember how many years ago this was. Is Ventura Beastmaster? No, better. The Video Music Awards, Britney Spears, her performance of I'm a Slave for You with the snakes and the tiger on stage. Oh, yeah. That was Doc Antle was handling the tiger. Really? No kidding. Yeah. That's, uh, That's fucking interesting, man. The dude, Wait. the dude is riding around on a giant fucking elephant, <laughs> just walk, walking around his property, taking baths in the in the pond with it in the river. With the elephant, uh, uh, it's just you know again envy, but it's part envy. Yeah, but uh, it's just uh, he had a, he had a bitchin wow. po- bitchin ponytail too, didn't he? Oh God, yeah. I mean that thing was majestic, you know. <laughs> I mean, he was Bagavan, whatever his name is. Bagavan. Mahayavi. Bagavan, which means the Lord or something like that. That's right. And then... What about... Sh- hey, we haven't, did- we haven't talked about Saf. <laughs> Poor Saf. Last October, we had a young lady that thought she could reach in and pet one of the tigers. The tiger thought that she was giving it a stuffed animal to play with because we give them stuffed animals to tear up and play with. Anyway, it it literally ripped her arm off. And when I got there, the bone looked like you had just took it out of a pot of boiling water. Uh, There was no meat, no blood, no nothing left on her bone on her arm. How the hell did that happen? So Obi's twin, this girl, Kelsey Saffrey, they call her Saf for short. She's an animal keeper at the GW Zoo working for Joe Exotic. She reaches into one of the cages and a tiger decides to rip her arm off. Take it away. Well, let's, one, talk about the drip that happens when he puts on his EMS jacket. Oh, that was great. <laughs> it was the only way he could handle that situation. Two, he did. I did. He was applying a tourniquet, which was a smart move. You know, I'll give him that. But almost makes you think. Almost makes you think this might have happened before. Well, not that happened before, but I feel bad because Saf actually cares about the cats. So she's like, you know, in the long run, if I keep my arm, then it's going to affect the cats. It wasn't the tiger's fault. 
It was nothing that a, a tiger wouldn't have naturally done. So it wasn't his fault at all. It, you know, it's the nature of the beast. She really cared about the cats and not so much Joe. But it's weird that she said to test her emotion, they put a pen in her hand, you know? So I'm wondering if she signed something. Right. Hmm. Because why a pen? Right. Uh, you know, Saf, I'll vote Saf for probably the second most sane. You know, I mean, even with that Wait, flex you, of you, hold going on. back. <laughs> I was going to say, you think it's sane to have them amputate your arm and then go back to work six days later? You think that's sane? I, I read somewhere that she was a, a veteran of like Iraq and Afghanistan. So, I mean, that's probably nothing right. to her. But yeah, but like, never mind going back, but like going back, like, yeah, I'll, I'll work with the Tigers again. If you just lost an arm. Like, if you were the Black Knight, it's not looking good for you. You're like, tis but a flesh wound. It's a flesh wound. Well, here's the even crazier thing about that. And this was just a choice by the filmmakers. You could tell that she actually cared about the cats and enjoyed working with animals. Okay, that's fine. I'm sure there's a lot of these people, at least before they get into the whole Joe Exotic web uh, or the Doc Anal cult, I'm sure they really like working with animals. She gets her arm ripped off doing this, and what do they do? They spend the whole time interviewing her in a garbage dump. <laughs> right. Like, can you get this? This she gave her arm for this. Can't she have a little bit better set or background here than a garbage dump? <laughs> I think that was her house. I think it was a trailer park. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, think, I think it was her house. It looked. It looked to me like where all the crap get, just got thrown behind a shed someplace. And they threw a chair and said, "This looks right for you." Like, you know what? Maybe we could have come up with something a little nicer for her. She's the one who suffered the major bodily injury. I'm pretty sure she was sitting in front of her trailer. Yeah, I think she was sitting in front of her trailer. I mean, I think I saw an old arcade machine in an old uh, slot machine. Yeah. No, wait. It wasn't a slot machine. It was a different one-armed bandit I saw. <laughs> um, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What a what a fabulous train wreck. And that's just it. Like, I, you just couldn't think it could get. It's just like, okay, this guy's got a mullet. And he loves tigers. Okay, he's gay. Okay, he's married to a guy who's okay, straight. He, he makes music videos and he doesn't actually do the singing in them. Tiger King doesn't even tell people that when Joe was claiming to be a country western singer, he was actually paying Danny Clinton and Vince Johnson to write and sing the songs, and Joe was just lip syncing and lying about being a country western singer. I, I just, know. I just found that out. Uh, I found that out as soon as he started singing, you know? <laughs> it's like, hi, I'm Kylo Ren. Yeah, I knew that when you said, hi, my name is Matt. Like, <laughs> my question is, was he lip syncing during Travis's <laughs> funeral? Uh, don't even, the Travis funeral, like... That was the most embarrassing, painful thing I think I've ever witnessed. Oh. Yeah, I really think that was probably the worst with the golden nuggets. Like, <laughs> Talking about golden right nuggets, there. his poor mother is sitting there. Not a day of mourning, but a day of celebration to celebrate the life of Travis Michael Maldonado. And we spent the last four years of our life together. And I asked him every day, I said, why me? He said, because God put me here to make you smile, and that's my job. And it didn't matter how stupid he had to get. 
I guess I was sitting there concentrating they showed us off too on the computer to write a letter to a senator or a congressman or something else he'd run come and rub them balls in my face. And everybody that works here knows exactly what I'm talking about because you've seen his balls. They were like golden nuggets to that boy. <laughs> to do dramatics, you know, drama. He has to do a show wherever he goes or whatever he does. He was even acting there. Oh, oh my God. God. Well, he meets another guy and marries his... I mean, I guess he needed... There has to be three in, what, two months later? And he invited uh, Travis's mom oh, to the wedding. Like the rule, of, the rule of two with the Sith, but it's like the rule of three with Tiger Trainers. <laughs> You're fulfilling your destiny. There, there has to be a, a three-way tiger trainer, gay, gun-toting relationship. I don't know. It's... Yeah, and all of a sudden you're going to find that Travis is going to come back out of nowhere with a whole fleet of people. Don't even get me started on that piece of shit movie. Oh, you're not a Rise of Skywalker fan? Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. So... Speaking of train wrecks. Do you think the three of them slept in the same bed? Yeah. No. No way. It's a big ass California King type type bed with all tiger sheets on it. (laughs) They really rarely slept together at all. But I think we've come to the point where we have to talk about the true the emperor, the villain. Carol Carol fucking Baskin. Oh, you want to talk about Jeff? Carol was Darth Vader, but Jeff, I think. Jeff is the emperor in this whole thing. Yeah, he's the one behind the scenes manipulating everyone. Oh, yeah. That guy, when they eventually catch up to him, he's going to be doing more time than Joe. I would think so. And, you know, they never never fully touch on what he was doing in Vegas. I know he was smuggling the tiger cubs up into the hotel rooms and letting girls come up and pet him and have sex with him and his wife. But it seems like there was more going on there. Oh yeah, there that they didn't been. touch on. Yeah, did the tiger cubs watch when that happened? I would I think mean, they what, must oh. have been involved somehow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he was on Spade this week. The lights out there, and yeah, he's got the hot nanny, a kid, and everything. And it's oh, he that, that was one of the characters that I couldn't understand or I understood the least was, and I don't even remember her name, just Jeff's wife. Lauren? Lauren. Lauren. Because she seems to be all about him, and he clearly treats her like garbage. She likes cats, man. Actually, he was pretty gentlemanly when the lion started to eat him, and he's like, Lauren, get out of here. He could have thrown her in front of the lion, but instead he thought of her first, and then you know they gave the lion the hose to get him off him. But, well, that was that was probably the nicest thing he's ever done. I was going to say, that was true love right there. That was true romance. Well, maybe she was with child at that point. Maybe. Which only followed up by the point where he's like, well, she's going to have the baby, then we're going to get her back in the gym. 
He did say that. I mean, we're all we're all thinking it. And then, did you know they had Tinder for nannies? Oh my god! Did you see? He's like looking for nannies, and they look they look like strippers. Yeah, yeah, they look like Bagavans harem. Uh, hold I on, just 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 so Tom wipes it there, and it's like I'm just looking for a nanny who's hotter than you. <laughs> just so Tom is aware, what we're talking about. Tinder is like grinder, but for straight people. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I understand. Thank you for putting it in terms I would get. It's a cock. Uh, okay, that's good. But I, I can't even. Uh, this show is just. I had my class today online because you know everybody's quarantined, and uh, I taught the lesson, and then I was like, okay, I'll hang out later for questions. Anybody have any questions? And they're like, no. And I'm like, who the fuck's watching Tiger King? <laughs> like, it's just, it's everything right now. Well, oh, it's, it's, just... it's, it's definitely helping to take everyone's mind off of the insanity that's going on outdoors by focusing on the insanity that's going on on Netflix instead. Can, can we at least all agree that Jeff set up Joe? Oh, absolutely. No doubt. And Alan, his cohort. We're all on the same page for that one. Yeah. With, with that weird Garrettson guy who just comes in out of nowhere and is like, I got fake credit cards and a lemur, and I'm just trying to get out of trouble. And I sell Hummers that are stolen. Yeah, and you're just sitting here like looking at it like, of course they have a credit card forging lemur guy in this, because why not? Why not? Yeah. And how does Jeff not go to jail on this? Like, that's what I don't understand. I thought I read somewhere that either him or Doc got raided by the FBI. Doc. Doc. Docked Docked it, okay. I don't know. It seems like they got to catch up to him eventually because he... Well, especially after yep. this come after this came out. I mean, look at after that documentary came out about R. Kelly. I mean, look at the light it's shown on him. This is going to shine a light on him and on Carol. I got news for you, Carol Baskin. They coming for you. That cold, oh, ca- for that cold case has been reopened. <laughs> you, you better have... You better have put old Don to the Tigers. Yeah. Because if they dig up a hole and find them in the sewer, well, what if they uh, what if yeah. they what if they exhume those tiger bodies and test see if there's any of Don's DNA in there? Uh, what are the chances that Don is in Costa Rica? Any? Zero. Uh, zero point zero zero zero. Yeah, that's what I thought. So I don't know. It's crazy. I my brain's going a million miles an hour right now, just trying to think of it all the stuff that happened during this. I put together a game, though, if you'd like to talk about cool cats and kittens. (laughs) Sure. Um, Before we get to that, I just want to bring up one last thing before we get to that, because I do want to. The big 55-gallon drum of expired Walmart meat. (laughs) Oh, I can't. The fact that they served it in a pizza, too. (laughs) The best part when you finally realize that the best pizza in the world, where you can eat pizza and watch tigers, is made of expired Walmart meat. <laughs> I mean, who's to say it wasn't made of tiger as well? Right. Right. Uh, like, why would you just shoot the tiger and then leave all that meat? Wouldn't you feed tiger to the tiger? Oh, absolutely you would. Sure. Oh, God. So, yeah, let's uh, let's have an intermission here. I want to play a little game. And uh, then we'll get back to the uh, the hot topic of Tiger King. Tom, cue the music here. You got it. Okay, we are going to talk about 
cool cats and kittens and songs okay so it's about artists and music and songs and cool cats and kittens tom hi chris are you guys ready i was it's all over i'm as ready as a tiger king okay i'm gonna say i'm gonna have to listen fairly for you guys to say the answer and it's gonna be tough so whoever has the answer first have you say it out and i'll have to listen okay again cool cats kittens and music number one this band's name and their first album shared the same name name their 1981 hit song that was also that same name but added a type of walk at the end of it again 1981 hit song the band's name and their first album was the same name and their hit song was also that name, but it added a type of walk at the end of it. Any guesses? The band, the album, and the song had the same name. But the song had a type of walk added to the end of it. Name that song. Tom, any guesses? Hmm. Walk Like an Egyptian by the Bangles? No. <laughs> Bangle cat is a type of cat answer. I will accept that and I will say no. Chris, it's yours to steal. Is it the Stray Cats? The hit song, what? The Stray Cat Strut? That is correct, Chris. That's correct. I should have known that. Okay, Chris is in the lead with one point. This song starts with glass breaking and a tiger's roar it was a departure from the usual industrial pop dance music that this female singer from a famous family released this song started with glass breaking and a roar and it was a departure from the usual pop dance music that the female singer from a famous family released in that song famous family Female singer. Hmm. Also 80s. Janet Jackson? I want to say Janet Jackson. Song? Any guesses? I'm trying to think of Janet Jackson's song. And let's go. I'm going to call it soon because there's going to be Googling happening. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No. uh, Nobody Google. uh, I don't know. Any guesses? I'm trying to think of... Chris, what's thing. your guess? Uh, I don't know Janet Jackson's song. Didn't she, wait, didn't she sing a song called Black Cat? That's correct. Oh, you Googling bastard. I guess swear, Black Cat. I swear to God I did not Google. I swear on my kids I didn't Google right. that. Fine, you binged it. No, okay. I didn't. I didn't. I was just trying to think of what songs she had that had anything to do with cats, because that's obviously your theme. Yeah, the cool cats, kittens, and songs. That's the that's the theme. Did right. you pay attention? I did. I finally it finally clicked after about ten minutes. Okay, ready. Number three. I'll read the lyrics. You name the song. Tom, are you ready? I'm ready. Chris, are you ready? Yep. My son turned ten just the other day. Harry Chapin, cats said- in the cradle. <laughs> that's correct. Cats in the cradle. There we go, Tom. There's a point for you. You're in the lead, two to one. That was my song I dedicated to my father when I was a teenager. I was a very bitter teenager. 
<laughs> I know that song well, unfortunately. All righty. Well, let's talk about that later when we get a therapist on the show. Number four. Okay. What was the original stage name for this Heartland rocker who has 22 top 40 hits, including Hurt So Good, Jack John and Diane? Oh, uh, John Cougar Mellencamp. I got it first. Did you? Chris, what did you say? I said John Cougar. That's correct. That was Tom, what did you say? John Cougar Mellencamp. You know, I'll give it to Chris, but technically it was Johnny Cougar. It was Johnny Cougar, but I'll give it to Chris. A couple more. Ready? Here we go. We're we're tied up to a piece. Al Stewart's Year of the Cat reached number eight on the Billboard Hot 100 in what year? Al Stewart's Year of the Cat reached number eight on the Billboard Hot 100 in what year? Give me the decade. 69. I was going to say, at least give us the decade to go on. I will not listen to Chris's answer there. I will give you the decade of saying the 70s. Shit. I'm just going to guess. 74? 74 for Tom, Chris. It'd be cooler if it was 69. Oh. But we'll say seven. I'll, I'll do the. I'll do a Price is Right style. Seventy-five. Well, we're not playing Price is Right rules. It was seventy-six. No points awarded there. Oh. So, first of all, I'd like to say that's a bunch of bullshit. Two left here. Two left. Maybe I'll bring it back as the tiebreaker. But right now, we're going a little modern here. Okay, a little modern for you boys. These two artists released the hit Pray For Me on the soundtrack for the 2018 blockbuster Black Panther. Oh, Name uh, the two artists. It's uh, Kendrick Lamar and... Um, pew, 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 pew. Oh, God. Uh, the guy... The, uh, shit, I can't think of his name. It's it's like a one-word name. Uh, do I get half a point for knowing Kendrick Lamar? <laughs> I don't have any clues. So uh, the weekend, the weekend, the weekend, the weekend. That's correct. Oh, that is correct, Tom. Boom. There you go. Tom is in the lead. See Three that? to one. Being Kendrick a d- Lamar and The Weeknd. The- Any fans of comedy in the house? Are you fans of comedy bits in the house? Sure. Who doesn't Where like we- to laugh? Here we go. Ready? John Mulaney's comedy bit, The Salt and Pepper Diner, features <laughs> this 1966 hit written by Burt Bacharach. What's up, Pussycat? That's correct. Yes, that is correct. And we are tied up three apiece. Three apiece. Okay. I will give you a tiebreaker, which both of you are on fair ground here, because there's no way you're going to know this. But what is the name of my cat that I rescued out of a garbage can in the town that I work in? Oscar. That's correct. Oh, Tom with the win right there. Four to three. Boom. The garbage can was key. Chris, you did amazing. You got the salt and pepper. You know, you you got the year of the cat that you almost got. You got the Johnny Cougar. Let's give it a Tom. Round of applause. That's Thanks. great. Thank you, Farmer Mike. I okay. mean, Obi. Now, 
now that we have cleansed the palate, okay, that was the sorbet. That was the sorbet, okay? I am ready to discuss. I don't think if Joe Exotic is constantly raving about Carol and shooting things, he's not going to jail. Right. They have nothing to go on. Right, but unfortunately they have all that video footage of him shooting uh, mannequins uh, with her face on them <laughs> and everything else. Yeah, yeah, he definitely yeah. incriminated himself over year, many, many years. So you are a working man, okay? You're a trucker. You could, you know, you could drive anywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much cross country you do, but for five grand, would you go and shoot Carol? For five grand? No. No, and it wasn't five grand. It was three grand. I thought it was well, supposed no, to be five, five and eight him three. Yeah, and that's no. when he skipped out on him. Went to Florida. No, I'd shoot her for free, but no, no, I wouldn't shoot her. <laughs> I wouldn't shoot Carol. Carol's gonna get. Uh, Carol's gonna get what's coming to her. I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog too. No, none of that cold case. But I wouldn't have to check her into a hug, hungry tiger cage. Yeah, I would. I would. I would lather her in sardine oil, and throw a stick in her bike spokes when she was riding by a tiger cage. I'd shoot an arrow into the bike spokes. There you go. <laughs> hey, Chris could do that. He's got a new crossbow for the apocalypse. Perfect. Throw that bolt right through there. So. Um, Another question I had, if you don't mind, who are you casting for this movie? You can't make a movie out of this. It's too perfect as it is. I mean, I agree with Chris there. I think it's too perfect. But if you had to make a movie out of it, just who's playing who? Oh, boy. Well, let's see. Who do I think is a good cuckoo that could play Carol? Oh, I think Carol is, uh, what's her name from Bridesmaids, the blonde I'm going to go with Hillary Clinton for Carol. She's not an actress. She could be an actress. She no. could be an actress. No. Well, there's, no. Only, there's only one person who could play who could play Joe Exotic, and that's Danny McBride. Oh, absolutely. I disagree. Oh. I think you have Thomas Lennon, who would be amazing in that role, who's also Lieutenant Dangle. It looks like him. Or you have Dak Shepard. Oh, uh, Dak Shepard's already vying for the role. I saw him on Twitter. <laughs> I have two guesses for Carol. The actress, Wendy McClendon-Covey, who is on Reno 911 as well. She was in Bridesmaids. Or I want the actress who played Carol in the music video yeah, that she Joe did. Exotic. She, she looked just like her. For here, she looked for, like her. For here, Kitty yeah. Kitty. Yeah, that's who I want. Uh, how about a younger Kathy Bates? She'd be a good choice, too. Like Actually, you Kathy know Kathy Bates, like 20 years ago? My thought on that, uh, that person came up. Where is it? Sorry, I just need to go to my uh, the resources here. Uh, I got a lot of papers, a lot of business papers. Um, for Kathy Bates, I was thinking the perfect person that he could play would be James Gerritsen. Kathy Bates could play James <laughs> Gerritsen. <laughs> well, she get to ride the jet ski? Oh, she's riding that fucking jet ski. That's amazing. She's, 
Do you think he wrote that into his contract? He says, I will be in this, but you have to have a shot of me cruising into my jet ski. <laughs> Kathy Bates is James Garrison. What's his name? Alan Glover is what's his name from The Office. His name is escaping me. Uh, the wife, Lauren, is Ellie Kemper. How about Lisa Kudrow as uh, Carol Baskin? Oh, that's that's a genius casting. Genius casting. Creed. <laughs> Creed Bratton is uh as uh, uh what's his name? Is uh yeah. Ansel, how about think, how about Spade played Joe Exotic? He was already Joe Dirt. No, I think it's too I don't want to mix the two characters up, but for Antle, Doc Antle, I think Jim Gaffigan oh, would be a, a great that's a good choice. Yeah. That is a good choice. John Finley, I think, would be Channing Tatum. <laughs> uh, Dak Shepard could play Travis, I guess. I think Ashton Kutcher would be a great Travis oh, there. Yeah. Maybe he's too old, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, a young Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, that'd be good. And they could get somebody a little younger, you know. Kelsey Saffrey? I don't know, actually, who who could play her. The girl, you know, who maybe. Pl- the girl from Aliens. Uh, anyone ever mistake you for a man? <laughs> that would be her. No, I was actually thinking of the guy who was in the Ali Wong movie there. That would be uh, really good. I don't know the name, but it, it's a guy, so that's the joke. I think as far as the cast goes, Howard, I'm not sure. Uh, Howard, Howard should play himself. <laughs> Josh Dial could be um, not Seth Rogen, but the other one. Uh, Jonah Hill. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it's just so much to absorb. Chris, how many times have you watched it? Just the once. Tom, just the once? I watched episode three twice just because I'm a big Carol Baskin. I, I don't know if fan is the right word, but just she she's such a sociopath. I, I love watching her. <laughs> I love watching her. I don't know. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. I could watch a whole documentary or movie just about her. I find her very interesting. Yeah. My wife started watching it. She sat down during episode four. And she was basically like, What the fuck is going on? And I was just like, I I don't even know. Should, what is this? I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I'm just hooked. And she was four minutes in and she was like, I'm in. I'm in all the way. <laughs> so she watched the, she finished it. And then we started again. I'm going to watch it in the beginning. I'll be watching it again. Cause I'm going to watch it with Mrs. Bo. Cause Mrs. Bo has to see this. I've been telling everybody like, there's only a certain amount of movies or things I recommend to people. I'm like, you have to see this, you know, like uh, what we do in the shadows is one of those. Like you have to see this. I'm telling people it's defining. Oh my God. Jeff Lowe's nanny looks like Carmen Electra, like hot Carmen Electra. Yeah. Whoa. I just Googled it. Wow. Good Lord. Yep. Yeah, the nanny's definitely hotter than the wife there. That's fucked up. So, Tom, I don't mean to hijack your show here, but... Oh, no, you're you're rarely on, so feel free. I don't think 
from this episode or from this show, I could ask for recommendations, but I don't think anything could follow this right now. Right. Christopher Todd, any recommendations that someone could maybe um, color footage of World War Two? Maybe that could be it. Or listen, on this episode, the only thing I'm going to recommend is if you see your wife or girlfriend with a big bottle of sardine oil, run. That's true. I recommend That's getting the hell out of the house. You're about to be Tiger Chow. <laughs> Tom, is Mrs. Bo, is she going to bring you down to the Congamon pond there with some sardine oil? <laughs> well, there's not many tigers around these parts. I'm not worried. Eh, I don't know. There's some big snappers in that pond. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking of Hunters to, to watch that, but and it's going to be good. But, I mean, I need I need unpredictable in my life. You know, I actually might start trying meth. I think that's what's going <laughs> to like that's what's going to lead me on to this, you know, like, Oh, this was interesting. I'll try this. I, you know, I think I'm actually going to become a meth addict. Off see, of show. Hey, see if you can get Mrs. O'Brien to agree to let you get a, a wicked hot nanny that looks like Carmen Electra. That'll, uh, add a little excitement into your life. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> because Mrs. O'Brien only allows me to have sex with one person and that's me. Yourself. So, right. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, you're married. It makes sense. Yeah. She, you know, she has her kids. She doesn't need me anymore. That's right. She got the two shots out of you that she needed, and she's good. Actually, it was one shot. She just split it up into two cups. So. <laughs> froze, froze one of them. For a later. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't recommend anything except trying... Crystal meth. That's my recommendation. <laughs> That's the only recommendation I have. You know, well, I've as, seen a lot. I've seen a lot of drug use in my in my career. I was gonna say, as a law enforcement officer, you could recommend that if people are gonna commit crimes, don't be as stupid as these people on Tiger King. Yeah, no, you can't. What's the word? Not choreograph, but uh, you know, when you're gonna run a certain route, you don't kind of display what you're gonna do. That's right. The word escapes me at the moment, but no, you don't tell people you're going to kill Carol, you know, <laughs> like Jeff is my guy. And then he could have killed him right then and there. No one would have ever, ever guessed because they're going to have been a bunch of suspects. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to smoke crystal meth tonight. That's it. <laughs> I've arrested some dealers. I'm going to call them up and be like, hey, listen, you see Tiger King? And they're like, yep, I have. I'm like, well, you know what I need. So I got a question for you because I'm sure in your profession you have seen meth in person. Have you ever seen blue meth like on Breaking Bad? Is that a real thing? No, I've never seen that. Oh, damn it. I Yeah. I ever tell you I have a bag of blue meth on my desk at work, Tom? No. Should you be admitting this on the podcast? A friend of mine is from New Mexico. She went to the candy store where they made, they actually made the prop meth. Ah, uh, gotcha. And they sell it, they sell it as a novelty. So she brought me back a bag of the blue, of, of Breaking, Breaking Bad, Bad Blue Meth. <laughs> Perfect. So I have a bag of Breaking Bad Blue Meth on my desk. It's amazing. Here's a funny story on that. I'll just tell you real quick. My cousin is a producer in various movies, TV, commercial, etc., And he he worked for AMC while they were filming breaking bad. 
so all blue meth in the show was, was rock candy that they had a, a confectioner in Albuquerque make for the show. Mm-hmm. She would make hundreds of pounds of it for all those scenes. So anytime you saw those giant bags of blue meth, that's just candy. Nice. So what they would do was they would give it away to people just right. as a, as a gift, as kind of a novelty. And so they had it all over the offices of New York city. His son was in high school at the time and he brought a bunch of it to school. Oh no. And got, and they're like, uh, Justin, we need to, we need to see you because they thought he's given out drugs in school. <laughs> he apparently went to his chemistry teacher and it's like, here's a bag of meth. And from he breaking freaked back. out. He's like, no, it's from the TV show. Cause you're a chemistry teacher. <laughs> Is your cousin Wayne Brady? No, no, no. All right. I, I thought he was a producer on that. So I didn't know. No, if, no he if didn't were... no, my he didn't work on Breaking Bad. He just he worked for AMC. Oh, okay. Uh, so like he worked on uh shit, what was that show? Hell on Wheels. Which was all right. and uh I think Turn. Let me get a pit. Of, spies and a bunch of other a bunch of other shows. Those are the ones that jumped up. Let me see if Farmer Mike here. Get my pencil. Christopher Todd and Wayne Brady, not related. Well, they, okay. but it's you know there is a resemblance there, so I'm surprised. I'll be honest. I know. Yeah. I, know. I get this all the time. Yeah. Um, I will say, and this is a headline that just poured in to my phone. Dare I say? Hold it's on. Breaking is this, news. This is breaking news. Play the thing. It's actually breaking right now. You got it. This isn't something that you know was announced three months ago. Now it's breaking. Okay. Welcome for a special news report. A Florida sheriff is jumping on the popularity of the Netflix series Tiger King, Murder, Mayhem, and Madness to ask for new leads in the 1997 disappearance of Jack Donald Don Lewis. Yep. They are reopening the case, and they're going to look at new leads regarding his disappearance. Oh, can we play some sort of, like, happy days are here again? <laughs> You're going down, happy Carol. Days. Oh, she's she's going down. Yep. Guess That's... what? And to quote the Tiger King, guess what, motherfucker? <laughs> guess what, motherfucker? Guess what, motherfucker? She's going down. She's gonna walk into jail as Joe Exotic's walking out, mm-hmm. and someone and Dylan's gonna be there to put his fringe studded jacket on him, and he's gonna take over her sanctuary. It's gonna be it's gonna be the best, and I will never go there because oh my god, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I wonder if all those songs from the show are available on iTunes or something. I'm telling you right now, as a DJ who does karaoke, you better have here Kitty Kitty queued up because that's going to be or, that's going to be. Or I saw a tiger. That's the other. I or, saw a tiger. Or whatever song he sang at Travis's funeral. Yeah, oh. I mean, uh, God, I also so... I mentioned some other ones tonight, which you know a lot of a lot of cat fans out there. But here, Kitty Kitty, I think, is a big one. And maybe Golden Nuggets would be another one. I'm, I'm not sure of the song. But, yeah, that's all I got. I, I think everybody just needs to go out or stay home. Stay home, people. Yeah, and, don't go out. You know, at the perfect time, 
right when we needed something like this, Netflix gave us the Tiger King. Unfortunately, it's only seven episodes. I need a sequel. I don't know who's going to participate in season two, you know, but God, it was just, it's just so, yeah, this, this is exactly what America needed. And I think I will say, I think this was brought up earlier. I believe Netflix pushes out earlier than they wanted to. I mean, I, I felt it was ready, but I think it was probably scheduled for later, but they were like, you know what? Everyone else is releasing stuff early and they're given free whatever episodes of stuff. Let's push us now. And America loves it. What the world needs now is a Tiger King. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what happens. It, let's face it. Joe Exotic isn't the hero we deserve. He's the hero we need. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Even though he's the exact opposite of a hero. It's not every day that a zookeeper went to prison for murder for hire. Yeah, no, that's. Uh, yeah. I will. I will say he got his wish. He his one wish was he wanted to be famous and he wanted to be well known, and he, he got his wish. After this, he's infamous. Everyone is going to know who that guy is. <laughs> well, what he? I mean, what we're all looking for, Tom, is just love, and that's what he wanted. Yeah. So. He just wants the love, and he's got it now. I mean, he's in the jail cell getting other love, but he has our love at least as well. he's I mean, at least he's gay, so, you know, he's not being forced to do anything he wouldn't normally be doing. It's a cock! Well, I mean, he's still forced, you know? There's still a problem there. Well, maybe he's into yeah. that. Maybe that's how he rolls. I don't know. Speaking of which, I'm going to go have sex with the person I'm allowed to go have sex with. Which is your hand. Myself. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yes, exactly. That's a masturbation joke. Yeah. If uh, Farmer Mike's listening, he probably doesn't understand what that is. It's, he has farm animals. So. That's right. I want to see a documentary of Farmer Mike on the farm. That's what needs to happen next. Yeah, just like uh, tackling people who drive past his house, being chased by the cops, <laughs> and shooting uh, radio-controlled airplanes out of the sky. Right, getting into fights with Orlo over telephone poles. Yeah, those aren't your polls, buddy. <laughs> All right, well, Ob, thank you for joining us on this very special Tiger King special episode of Not Another Nerdy Podcast. I am honored and very happy that you thought of me for this. Absolutely. I, I mean, that's all I've been thinking about for like three or four days straight. So I'm glad that uh, I was able to sharing my love of the Tiger King. What I'll say now is, uh, as I exit, I will say free Joe and fuck Carol. Exactly. Free Joe, fuck Carol. Okay. (laughs) I agree. Chris, is Chris still there? Who's there? I I could be here. Oh, you're still here. I thought you were dropping Uh, off the call. Well, I was, but Todd didn't answer. So where is Todd? Did he get booted off? Oh, for fuck's sake. Is he on mute? He's on mute. <laughs> He's know. on mute. I don't know what happened to him. He falls. Uh, Maybe he fell asleep. He pulled a Derek. He left early. Uh, oh, it's my Xbox. It's my Xbox. The controller shut off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here he goes. He, he just texted me. I somehow got dropped off the call. 
All right, let me see if I can add him back. You got to drop faster than Don off a cliff. <laughs> Poor Don. I mean, that's what you get when you marry a hooker. <laughs> uh, you back, Chris? Yeah. Oh, okay, we got him. <laughs> All of our recommendations, Not Nation, if you haven't already watched, get Netflix, watch The Tiger King. That, that's pretty obvious. Watch The Tiger King, watch the spade interviews with the uh, people, and smoke some crystal meth. No, no. The views of Sean O'Brien do not necessarily reflect the views of Not Another Nerdy Podcast or Not Nation. Thank you. Don't smoke crystal meth. I'm not for I'm that. Just, Eat blue rock candy if you must. I'm right. just saying I'm not changing the way I dress. I refuse to wear a suit. I am gay. I've had two boyfriends most of my life, and I am broke as shit, okay? I've had two boyfriends most of my life. I've had some kinky sex. I have tried drugs through the younger years of my life. I am broke as shit. I have a judgment against me from some bitch down there in Florida. You should be president. I'm going to be fucking president, you know. I'm smoke my meth and get my mullet. The last thing I can say, Tom, Yeah. and I don't think we mentioned this but it's one of those little takeaways from the tiger king that makes you scratch your head beyond the murder for hire beyond even the cult leading date rapist beyond the drug dealing and whatever the fuck you want to call jeff who's basically the biggest con man in the whole show one thing that we have to take away from this Joe Exotic ran for governor of Oklahoma and got 19% of the vote. <laughs> it's absolutely true. The man served people expired Walmart meat and nearly 20% of the state of Oklahoma wanted him to be governor. Yep, it's true. That happened. Oh, Just, it's fucking we amazing. We crazy times, my friend. Well, hey. Crazy, crazy times. Look who's in the White House right now. Are we really that shocked? Not in the least, but no. my God. I mean... Joe Exotic out trumps Trump. I'm as gay as a $3 bill. I'm standing in a cage with five full-grown tigers and lions. And I'll goddamn guarantee you I'm a hell of a lot butcher than any of you straight politicians that are getting blowjobs in the back office. Oh, shit. And on that note... <laughs> on 19% behalf, of the vote. On behalf of One my... One of five people in Oklahoma wanted Joe Exotic for their governor. On behalf of my magical... Metal co-hosts, Mr. Christopher Todd. You see the sardine oil come out? You better run. <laughs> Sean O.B. O'Brien. Here, kitty, kitty. <laughs> My name is Tom Manziat. Thanks again, Not Nation. Everyone stay safe. Stay healthy. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. 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 Everything was fine, just as sweet as wine, but her husband went and disappeared. But then it got a little crazy, it got a little hazy, and the cops said there's something wrong here. Oh, here, kitty, kitty. Mama's got some treats for you. Taste in the zoo Oh, here, kid
Yes. You there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. So I have an idea. What's your idea? We shouldn't put this as a numbered episode. No. Remember when we were kids and there would be the very special episodes? Yeah. Can we get the sound they always made when there's a very special episode on CBS? Um, I can try. I still want to number it, though. Well, this is kind of a little off the beaten path. Yeah, but I'm impressed and excited that we're recording two weeks in a row. This never happens. I know, I but we don't have the other two knuckleheads. I don't give a shit. Two out of four ain't bad. Well, I still think we should call this a, a VSE. You can call it whatever you want. I'm gonna. It's episode seventy-seven. Yeah, we should be in the hundreds by now. By the way, I know what you did, but the sound in the last one was exceptional. Thanks. It's called editing. Well, why haven't you ever edited like that before? <laughs> OB, Christopher Todd. Yeah. Christopher Todd OB. Hello. All right. Let's see. Any news, nerd news to talk about? Or just uh, Let's see. No, I mean, not specific to nerd stuff. I mean, there's all the celebrity uh, videos going on. Instagram lately. Hmm. We have this. <laughs> Cardi B.
I don't have time for the drama.